Tom, Craig, I have a proposition for the both of you. While our uh, our more morally dubious co-workers tend to take bets on things in the office, you know, little office pools, uh, while they are taking bets on things like which sports team will win the next big match or which celebrity might be hospitalized next, that kind of thing, I wanted to propose that we take some bets on something that's a little bit more constructive. And with, you know, Infocom coming up, I thought that... Uh, we could take some bets on who has the busiest schedule. And the way we can do that, we can quantify that, is by resetting our phone's step counters and uh, seeing who has the most uh, steps at the end of the show. What well, I, I see a flaw in that logic. Okay. Because you could be extremely busy, but do a really good job of efficiently scheduling appointments that are right next door to each other, and you could barely walk it all throughout <laughs> all of InfoCom. So, first of all, that argument insinuates that somebody who, you know, the flip the flip side might be true, right? Somebody who is not really busy, but feels like doing laps around the show floor. That, that's true. Yeah. So so beca because you prefer the bathroom on the other side of the trade show floor, <laughs> now you're going to win the bet because you're the busiest at the show. I don't I don't think that's uh, appropriate logic. So, it sounds like you have a scheme lined up to uh, to win this bet. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, there's no real bragging rights to this. <laughs> this isn't really like a, <laughs> I got the most steps, guys. But I mean, it is some, definitely something a little bit more constructive and telling of who had the, the most, uh, not the most appointments by far, because that wouldn't tell us that, but definitely the most steps is like insinuating that, all right, I, I worked the hardest for these appointments today. It's not really anything to celebrate. In fact, it's yeah. probably something we're going to be lamenting. Yeah, it, <laughs> now that I think of it, it's kind of the worst thing to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, suffice it to say, it illustrates the point that there are many things that we have to plan for when we go to an event like this. Like just the idea of mapping out your 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 path beforehand that a lot of people really don't bother doing, but they really should. Uh, and, and really, just it comes down to sometimes like planning ahead of time for what you're going to just pack. And Craig, I know that you've done quite a few of these trade shows before. You've been to shows that I don't even think Tom has been to, like ISC. So after your time going you know, across the country, and in some cases going internationally, to attend these trade shows, do you have any advice for people, what they should pack, what they should be thinking about ahead of time to make sure their Infocom experience goes smoothly? Well, one of the things I learned the hard way is you should always pack comfortable shoes. I made the mistake of packing my dress shoes the first show I went to and not realizing how uncomfortable they would be after walking miles across a trade show floor. Okay, I don't 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 try too hard then when it comes to looking. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so so the, there is a way to have comfortable shoes that still look nice and and I've actually been able to solve that thanks to some recommendations from some some folks at uh, at, at at an infocom show in the past that you know so so that's that's one thing. Well, critical follow-up though. Does does the doctor help out at all? It, can you can you like bring if you're really that set on on making you know that that pair of dress shoes that you bought and only wore once to a wedding really stretch into this <laughs> into this show? Can you add Doctor Scholl's to make them a little bit better? I suppose I I wouldn't <laughs> advise wearing um, you know dress shoes that that don't have some some comfort to them. I I don't understand how how. Women often walk around in in high heels for you know three days straight at, at these shows, and you know are able to you know survive survive the day or have their feet survive the the day and the night. So it's 
it's it's a lot on your feet. It's it's a lot of walking, and and people that haven't been to the show maybe don't quite realize that and come back come back with you know blisters and all kinds of stuff on 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 your feet, which is kind of unpleasant. So I I would advise against that. Finding comfortable shoes that 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 doesn't necessarily mean sneakers. It just means shoes that uh that basically have you know the dual purpose of of looking nice and and feeling good on your your feet. Um, I always carry chapstick with me wherever I go, you know, whether it's, you know, winter, summer, spring, fall, so so I always come armed with that. Um, Though it probably will be pretty humid in, in yes, Orlando. Yes, it, it's not quite as dry as it is in Las Vegas, but it, it def- there's definitely, a, you know, a need for, for chapstick and, you know, reapplication throughout the day. So um, one other thing that, that I always try to get manufacturers that I visit to... Uh, to have it as their their giveaway, their their swag is a uh, is a bottle of water. I, I know they like to give away keychains and pens and all that all that kind of stuff, but uh, I prefer a bottle of water just to make sure I'm staying hydrated as I, as I'm walking to to win this bet that you've now uh, <laughs> that you've now thrown down on us. So well uh, now well you see I'm I'm pressuring you like if they're not if they're only giving away pens at some point you're going to be so dehydrated you're going to be breaking the pens open to get that. That's that ink. I mean, like you're true. just going to be so. Yeah, the, those are definitely the, boot, the booths that I look forward to the most. Are the ones that are giving away like actually something that can keep me alive. <laughs> Preferable. <laughs> I definitely prefer that. Um, when it comes to pens, I I tend to pack a few extra myself because. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I learned the hard way that you can't always count on one pen to uh, get you through a few days of of a show or you know a, a critical event. I. I uh, had had an issue with a pen when I was covering a a fire back in my newspaper days where the the pen wouldn't work in in a cold cold and rainy night so I always pack extras just to make sure I have you know one Wait, one that works I want to explore that a little more so <laughs> what happened with the do we were you not able to take notes I was not no and it was before the days of you know cell phones and all that all that stuff and you know, recording devices and anything like that. So I, I was, uh, I was, I was in a little bit of a, uh, a quandary there. So I was, uh, but so every, did the fire start at seven oh one or seven <laughs> eleven? I just can't tell. Did 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 you were you able to file the story? I was. I was able to to kind of piece it together later, but it, it was kind of an embarrassing situation and one that I don't want to have to run into again, especially, you know, on a trade show where you kind of see the same people over and over again, and they will probably tend to not forget if you have an issue like that. Yeah, so. yeah, that's something they'd be like, oh, that's Craig. Remember, he probably needs a pen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> especially so. if you, like, are kind of like me and have a, a little bit of social anxiety to begin with. It's like the last thing I need is another reason to be screaming internally while somebody else <laughs> may or may not be judging the way I'm presenting myself in this meeting. <laughs> now that I think about it, maybe that's why some of these manufacturers do give out pens instead of water. They've <laughs> heard my story, so so I don't know if that's the case. Craig, responsible for pens everywhere on the show floor this year. Exactly. I, I do have a couple of the things that uh, you know you, you want to make sure you have with you. Business cards, it, it seems like it's something that you remember, but you may walk out the door without them and... and you know, it, it's kind of something important to make sure you have with you. Have that on the short list. Exactly. Um, hand sanitizer, because you're going to be shaking a lot of hands and 
you don't always know where those hands have been. Not not to uh, cast aspersions, but people you know tend to oh, then sweat all of a sudden, and you know all kinds of things are going on. And your your friend and your coworker is just like, oh, let's go get a burger for lunch, and you're like, nothing handheld, please, <laughs> <laughs> nothing exactly. like that. Exactly. One one other key thing is a is a phone charger because the uh, especially in Orlando. Um, and with with so many people, you know, draining their their phones, your your uh, your your battery is not going to last nearly as long as it, it would on a, a typical day. Okay, so now that we're packed, you know, we're feeling prepared for the show. Let's talk tech for a moment, Tom. Uh, the whole ten G versus one uh, G, you know, that thing is still a buzzword. So, what should attendees expect to see in the floor in terms of AV distribution? Yeah, well, I mean, AV over IP is going to be, you know, one of the hottest topics on the show floor again this year. But it's going to be, um, it's going to be multiplied quite a bit from how significant it was last year. I'll give you an example. Um, I was talking to to Crestron about their NVX line, which is essentially their AV over IP version of their digital media product, and uh, they were telling me that twenty percent. Of the, um, sorry, 20% of the uh, video distribution solutions that they sell are NVX or AV over IP. So 20% might not sound a lot, but how long have they been doing it? Right. You know? So it was 0% uh, a couple of years ago. Now it's 20%, and it's going to continue to go up and up and up. And this is accentuated by the fact that. Integrators, you know, the folks who are the primary attendees of Infocom 2019, they're going to be selling to IT directors. And increasingly, a lot of those IT directors will be at Infocom 2019 as well. IT directors feel a lot more comfortable with this AV over IP uh, reality that might have been a little bit of a struggle for the industry a few years ago. So it's just going to be everywhere. And you mentioned specifically the 10G versus 1G debate. So these are like the side-by-side comparisons that we see at, you know, some booths with, you know, people showing off, um, you know, 10G solutions and comparing them to, um, let's let's just say, a Crestron's 1G solution. Um, that's not going to change, even though Crestron, prior to uh, ISE, Integrated Systems Europe uh, 2019, uh, announced their uh, Pixel Plus feature for NVX, which is um, intended to, you know, kind of obliterate that side-by-side argument by, you know, making it so that the side-by-side argument should be Crestron's NVX solution next to the original source. So that was Crestron's uh, strategy in part to obliterate that argument. However, we're going to see it again at Infocom 2019. We're going to see different angles of it. I mean, that conversation is going to be, I think, paramount on the show floor again. But I would say, you know, of all the product categories at Infocom, I mean, AV over IP is going to be front and center. So, you know, another category that's really flooded the show floor space, you know, is LED, of course. I mean, there are just really too many options out there to count, and that's not going to change this year. Uh, So we had our technology editor, Bob Archer, Dig, dig, dig deep into this, and he found a few tips, you know, just to help integrators, you know, better discern between really quality LED solutions and things you might want to skip over at the show. Uh, so things like checking, you know, the warranty is a pretty obvious one, but something that maybe you might not think to do right there on the floor, but it's something that you really want to press them on, uh, just to establish like their business relationship and how they 
see fit to, to, to make one. Well, let's paint a picture a little bit of, you know, like why this was an important topic for Bob to cover. So, you know, LED displays um, is another category that's exploded over the last several years. And like for some reason, it's been, I think, more opportunistic for manufacturers than other categories. So you see like your traditional LED displays and you'll see them at Infocom 2019 from the traditional manufacturers that you know are reputable um, video ma uh, manufacturers. But then you see a bazillion companies that you might not have ever heard of. And that's kind of the challenge because there's just going to be LED displays all over the show floor. So we thought, let's have Bob try to, you know, identify some characteristics to look for to help people sort of navigate that and not end up with a uh, uh, lousy product. Yeah, lousy choice. Um, for sure. And I will post the uh, the link to that story in the description here on the post. But um Another couple of things just to run through really quick if you are, you know, in need of a couple other really quick tips. Um, high pixel pitch, right? Because like that's a pretty common trend in the market right now. Higher and higher really as we go and people want to be standing closer and closer to these screens. So look for high pixel pitch. Uh, and importantly, looking for redundant power supplies, right? Because as the displays are getting larger, you know, clients often want them to be running for longer and longer periods of time. So. Uh, a redundant power supply will sort of ensure a smooth operation in, in that regard. Um, LED definitely taking up a lot of floor space this year, but there are some booths at the show this year that will be pretty you know hard to miss just because of their size. Uh, Tom, you researched and you found like the 10 largest booths at the show in no particular order. Can you tell us about a few of those? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we certainly don't have time for me to go over all 10. It would take too long. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, when you say research, um, what I did was I um, asked uh, Avixa, can you please tell me what the top 10 largest uh, <laughs> booths are at Infocom? And they said, sure. Pretty and then they sent me a list. So that was the extent of my research in this case. But, Tom you know, really digging deep for you, everyone. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it's some, you know, some of the usual suspects, you know, like LG will have a huge booth. They usually do. Um, I would say LG... Uh, also, just beyond just being a large booth, they all also tend to you know work their way into sort of the water cooler talk at the show. Last year, they had their transparent uh, LED offerings, and um, you know I, I fully expect that LG will find a way to be you know kind of the talk of the show again this year. They usually do. NEC display is another one. I mean. They'll have a huge booth. I remember going through the booth last year, and the way they had it set up was like they did different vignettes, right? Hmm. So NEC is very focused on you know solution-based products. So they'll have a section for their um, uh, command and control center applications, and they'll show you know like what they're doing in terms of you know, providing both hardware and software for the video walls that might be in a control room. Uh, and then there'll be other, you know, vignettes about collaboration and digital signage and retail. And I don't know if they're going to do that again this year, but it seems to be in sync with how they usually present their products. Panasonic will have a huge booth. Samsung will have a huge booth. Legrand will be interesting this year because, you know, it's, you know, they just acquired Milestone. So it'll be kind of you know, interesting to see like how that um, continues to impact how they present themselves at trade shows. Crestron always has a huge booth. 
I have a sense from talking to Crestron that there might be kind of a different look and feel to the booth this year. So I'm personally kind of excited to see what that's all about. I, mean, I guess the final one I'll mention is Christie. Um, you, everybody walks by the Christie booth and you always kind of just like stop and, you know, like kind of observe what they did this year to make themselves really stand out. You know, it's the nature of the company. It's kind of the way they were founded. You know, like let's create technology that draws people's attention and they tend to translate that to their booth design and they'll have something crazy i don't know they'll have like a like a like a a dragon yeah a dragon you know like being swallowed up by a volcano i really All think two years ago i think i saw a dragon at their booth oh yeah i'm not kidding yeah okay <laughs> maybe you're saying an actual dragon yeah, actually, yes. It was a pretty big feat for them, really. Yeah. Talk about things to differentiate yourself. I mean, yeah, I mean, and it is difficult to get an actual dragon onto the show floor. I mean, there's all sorts of logistics involved with it. Yeah, what do they have to feed it to stay there? Um, I, I can't help but wonder how many steps I'll be adding to my uh, my total if I walk every inch of, uh, of all ten of these booths. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's pretty much like a cheat code for you to win this competition, isn't it? It sounds like it. Yeah, okay, well, we just gave you the way to win. I feel bad now, Tom, for, for suckering you into our imminent defeat. Yeah, well, you know, if Craig will have the bragging rights until Infocom 2020. And we'll all praise him. Good thing I'll have my comfortable shoes. <laughs> Uh, I also wanted to touch on a few things about Infocom, you know, that attendees can look forward to, like, once the, the floor closes, right? Like, aside from being a part of that huge spectacle that is this show floor, probably want to have some plans after the show floor closes, something to relax, something to, I mean, refuel, right? We'll all be very hungry uh, by, by the time we are finished walking around and earning those bragging rights. So, and all these companies will put together some pretty lavish events for partners, uh, I wanted to ask you guys really quick if you've ever been to one of these and like what that was like. Oh, to a lavish event? Yes. Are they going to say specific lavish events? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, we, we, so the way we usually do it is we usually, you know, have dinner with somebody and then like after dinner, we'll go to one of the, the parties, the events and, and yeah, they can be pretty lavish, more lavish than I'm accustomed to in my personal life. Um, uh, but, you know, it's, it's the nature of, uh, you know, a manufacturer that has an opportunity to get in front of, um, you know, some of its most important dealers and, and maybe even in some cases their customers. And yeah, it can be, you know, over the top sometimes. And, uh, and sometimes uh, I, I think that's one of the reasons that people look a little bit sluggish in the mornings of day two and day three. <laughs> I kind of, when you were talking about how some of these lavish events are more lavish than you are used to in your personal life, Tom, I kind of just pictured you standing there for a moment, like quietly looking a little bit maybe miserable while like techno is playing on repeat in the background and like some sort of Lady Gaga-esque character is floating around the room trying to engage with people, but you know, failing with you miserably. Yeah, that's also how I look at a wedding. <laughs> um, how about you, Craig? Have you ever been one of these things? Absolutely, and and usually by the time I get through my third dinner of the night, I'm pretty full. So, but <laughs> luck, luckily, I have plenty of room after walking all those miles on the show floor. All day, so. <laughs> so, speaking of dinner plans, actually, I wanted to touch on that too. Uh, there are plenty of options right across the street from the uh, Orange County Convention Center, but. I wanted to touch on a couple that are just, you know, highly recommended places that either we've been booked to before or that people that we are working with are recommending that we go to. 
Uh, there's Highball and Harvest, which is more of your like a farm-to-table, like make reservations ahead of time kind of place for sure. Uh, I haven't been yet, but I'm kind of hoping to meet up with someone there. The food is described as modernized southern, so I'm not really sure what to take away from that. Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't have any guesses there. I'm thinking like cornbread, but without the butter. I, it just seems a little, a little odd, but you know, I guess I'm willing to give it a try. Uh, it does have some pretty rave reviews. Uh, Tom, you and I have been to Vito's Chop House before. That's another one that's just across the street. This is the sort of place to bring your big deal clients, right? Yeah, that was kind of a you know like a traditional steakhouse, I would say. Yeah, you know, it's so, the antithesis of what I just talked about. Right, exactly. And you know, like those are uh, those folks in the audience who don't know, um, Adam is a vegetarian. Yeah. And I, I think that was your first infocom and your first dinner at your first infocom, and we sat you down at a place that basically specializes in steaks. Yeah, remember so. that social anxiety thing I was talking to you about <laughs> earlier? Like, I get mortified whenever I have to like draw attention to the fact that I don't eat what like 80 or 90 percent of the population eats on a regular basis so like being sat down in front of a really big deal client and then trying not to draw attention to how i was eating in comparison to the way everybody else was was a bit intense yeah as i recall we made you choose the wine too oh god (laughs) but but it is a good restaurant i mean if you like the traditional steakhouse it's it's not it's nice and uh the food's good and they have a nice wine list and nice cocktails and that's definitely a good place for like a like a you know like you said a big deal dinner i did really enjoy what i what i did get there. I don't remember what it was, but I remember thinking it was really good. So that says something, I think. Um, and then for those of you who really need, you know, a martini after walking around all day, there is a place that's aptly named the Blue Martini. Uh, I do hear that they have pretty broad assortment of like upscale bar snacks kind of food and some like large salads and whatnot. But uh, that did come pretty highly recommended. Uh, if you're looking for some entertainment too, there's always the Drunk Uncles concert. Craig, can you tell us what that's like? Well, it's a it's an annual charity event uh, NS, for the NSC uh, Education Foundation. Um, it, it's a collection of kind of um, there are people in within the industry who kind of get together and and do these shows, and uh, they draw a huge crowd every year. They they get a lot of support, a lot of sponsorships, and things like that. It's it's a fun um, bluesy kind of show. It's um, it, it, it is a good time, and, and you can see a lot of people who are at Infocom all in one place, you know, for, for a couple hours hanging out, listening to, to some good music. Yeah, I mean, so the Drunk Uncles concert, um, you know, NSCA um, doesn't exhibit at Infocom anymore. So if you want to see the folks from NSCA, that's a great opportunity to do it. But in doing so, like Craig said, you know, there are a lot of people from the industry that like to gather at that show. So... I mean, there's there's music, you know, the music's good, and you know, it's um, it it's in a bar environment, so you can have some drinks with um, some folks um, from the industry, and it's a it's a it's a it's a nice casual setting after you know what's probably a very busy day. Uh, and then, if all else fails, there's always Blue Man Group. I do hear that they're going to be in town. Uh, Craig, if you feel like jumping into a bucket of blue paint and. <laughs> Hopping up on stage with them, I'm sure they'd take kindly to that. I'm sure. I'd, I've been splashed by uh, by the uh, Blue Man Group uh, in in, uh, in, the, in Boston. So the, uh, the Blue Men have yes. invaded your life as well. Yes, they have. Uh, I've I've come home with uh, a few marks on on my uh, my shirt. 
Okay, well, let's hope you don't get any of those from the uh, Drunk Uncles concert. Didn't we have Weird Al Yankovic on the list as well? Yeah, he's, there's he's there. Weird Al is in town, <laughs> so I'm actually like, I'm. That is sort of a temptation. That sounds like a pretty fun way to unwind after the show is to go see Weird Al. I mean, he does. Sort of a, he does put on a good show. I've seen him in in a concert. Oh, okay. So this is like a review of like your all time favorite concerts, apparently. <laughs> Well, so, something like that. I, I think I think this uh, this particular tour, he's touring with an orchestra or something like that. So, oh wow, kind of putting a different spin on. So, so wait a minute, that's a piece of information that I didn't even have in the story that I wrote about, or I didn't write it, but I edited it about concerts that are in town the week of Infocom. Craig, like, where are you getting all these details? Are you like huh? trying to set up a little reunion tour of? <laughs> Things no. that you've been to already? No, I was exploring going to the show locally, so not, oh. not the one in Orlando. But What year did you go see Weird Al Yankovic? Uh, probably within the last five years. I don't remember exactly, <laughs> but within the last five years. Okay, okay. so this is like post-polka phase. Right. Oh, he still does plenty of polka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and lastly, guys, I wanted to close with this. Could you tell me in maybe like one sentence what you're most excited about? For at Infocom this year, so I, I would say I'm most excited. I know we've done a lot of coverage of what we're going to see at the show, and obviously talked a lot about AV over IP, LED, all that stuff. I'm most excited to see what we haven't written about yet. The kind of the, the surprising things that we'll see at the show, um, and just you know, kind of things that we don't necessarily expect. I know we go into it, you know, pretty well prepared and kind of knowing most of what is going to be there but but i always like to see things that that i don't expect to see and, and um, new products new innovations that that sort of stuff that that maybe people are not yet talking about how about you tom well i mean let's be honest like the trade show experience has changed a lot over the last few years and it used to be like your only opportunity to experience new products and you know see them but it largely in part because of the products that this industry creates, it's a lot easier to stay educated about what companies have coming out. So the trade show experience to me now has become more about, you know, connecting with people. So, you know, we get to leave our offices out, you know, like right outside of Boston and we get to go to one place in Orlando where so many people from the industry converge. So we get an opportunity to connect with, you know, integrators who are also there, you know, trying to connect with people and learn about products and all the vendor, you know, like folks that we, you know, that educate us about the different product categories and their solutions. And we get a chance to connect with them. And to me, that's the thing about trade shows that, you know, is never going to change. I mean, that it's still going to be the opportunity to network and connect with the people that you work with, and that's definitely the part of the show that I look forward to the most. And I look forward to seeing our step counts and seeing who actually gets to take home that aforementioned title. So uh, thank you guys for recording with me today. You got it. Thank you. Thank you.